Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 106-105 loss to the Golden State Warriors Riker. This game was probably the closest, probably the most exciting of the season. Obviously the end of it was pretty hurtful as a Toronto Raptors fan, but definitely some positives to take away. And Riker, before we start off, I just want to say I am in a really weird place right now as a Toronto Raptors fan because... <laughs> I feel like we're good again. Just watching us play the last couple games, the the flow looks better, our lineups look better, our rotations make more sense, but then we're also the worst team in the NBA record-wise, or at least close to it. So what are your thoughts on this team? What are your thoughts on this game? Because there, there's definitely some positives from this one. And this was the best game of the season. By far the most exciting game. I My heart was racing. I've never been this engaged this whole... It, also, I believe... This is the first game the Raptors didn't hold a 10-point lead. They Every single loss this season has come by losing a 10-point lead or more. And so this is this is one where it was really back and forth. They were kind of stuck in that down by 10 space, and then finally they claw their way back in the fourth quarter. Fun game. Fun game. Disappointing loss, but fun. So I, I just want to emphasize that, Ben. But you're right. It's a weird place because I think in the East, typically 7-8, and eight, come playoff time, are below 500. So they really don't need to have an amazing record to still make the playoffs. But if they're going to continue losing, is it worth it just to lose to get a draft pick then? I think that's where your your head is at. Well, that's the thing. Because usually a team in this sort of space, and we're in a shortened season right now, so it's not like you can sort of just bounce back and things will be fine as with the regular 82 games. It's only 72 games. Who knows what will really happen as games are getting canceled left, right, and center. They're supposed to be rescheduled, but it's a very unpredictable time in the NBA and the world right now. So you've got to win all the games that you can get. And the Raptors just really haven't been able to close them out. And we showed the meme on uh, uh, the Instagram, I believe, the the horse that was drawn. And it's the it's a classic. It's really fancy stuff. We should, probably should have it pulled up earlier. But they they start off. They usually start off really well, and then they just can't finish. But tonight, they they didn't start off very well. But at the end of this one, they really put it together. And the squad of the fourth quarter, it, it made a lot of sense. And I was surprised because the Raptors, they put out the lineup that you and I were expecting, that small ball unit, but the worst fears... No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't? Oh, we got the intro playing. Closing closing the game until he got fouled out was Boucher in the mix. And we said for sure, Boucher, he'll play the fourth quarter, but our closing lineup will be Norm at the three. And I think had Boucher not fouled out, he was swatting shots left, right, and center, six or seven blocks on the game. I think the Raptors probably would have won this one because there was one or two can't remember who scored one of the final layups to bring the Warriors up one point but anyways that's the lineup that looked really nice out there tonight Ben yeah but we we sort of included Boucher in that top six guys we were talking about no Len no Baines and usually we thought that the start of the game would be a lot better for this team but they just came out they weren't able to rebound they weren't scoring inside the shots weren't going down it was a complete mess but the one guy that sort of kept us in it the whole sort of game was Pascal Siakam, and he's a guy that has been trashed on by Raptors fans. We've memed him. We're not trashing on him. We still like the guy. I, we've even even saying we expect him to bounce back. But tonight, 25 points, 11 rebounds, and outside of that last possession, Riker, he was an absolute beast for our team. Ben, this is three games in a row now that he's looked mm -hmm. good, so I think that the Pascal slander can ease back just a yeah. just a little bit. I think he's returned to form, and yeah. I would still hope that he would 
because there's a lot of possessions where he gets the ball out of the three-point line to take two dribbles in and then post up. So I'm saying, why have empty dribbles when you could just pass it to him in the post? To me, that's very obvious. Same thing on that very last shot. You know, he tried to make a move around Andrew Wiggins, and then ultimately he sort of came high post, um, like free throw line post up, and then turned around for for a fadeaway. Now, he, he wasn't working with a lot of time, but I, I think he's so effective down low. It just makes sense to not have him out of the perimeter. But Ben, he's been looking to attack. He's been looking to make shots. He's been way more confident, way more energetic. I've been roasting him for how slow he looks on the fast break in transition. Looks like he's back, Ben. But this one, it was Kyle Lowry that brought the team back uh, with his heroics in the fourth quarter, 16 points, I believe. So I, I don't know. I think the Raptors look fine. They looked really good this game. Yeah, no, for sure. And we brought up Kyle Lowry, how his plays are really conducive to winning. But if the teammates are not putting your team into a position to win, then Kyle Lowry's talents are sort of wasted, especially at this point in his career. And tonight, the Raptors kept it at least close enough to make a comeback. And Lowry, obviously, you mentioned the heroics, came out, was hitting threes, whether they were contested, whether there were three guys on them, bullying people out of the way and doing classic Kyle Lowry things. And that's the really unfortunate, almost deflating part of this loss was we did all the classic Raptor stuff, but we weren't able to pull it out. And I, we don't usually throw the segments in at the beginning, but I'm throwing out the, the OGs because we gave a lot of positivity to Pascal. And certainly this loss is not blamed on him whatsoever. I want to state that cle- clearly before I dive into this. But the fact that he ran, we had four seconds left, so not a crazy amount of time, but he had a lot of momentum going. He had a step on Andrew Wiggins. I believe that's who was guarding him. And the key was completely wide open, but he decided, I know it's going to get memed, he decided to a 360 and a little fadeaway. People are going to say, why are you spinning when you are doing when you have an open layup, a drive that you could take? And he was doing so well at attacking the rim the whole game. I know the, the Warriors defense is pretty good, but I thought he should have just drove right to the rim there and get a win. Ben, it looked to me like he lost his hand a little bit, which is why he came away, then decided to come back, but whatever. It was a lackluster final play call. I think that they were looking for Fred kind of cutting to the corner, and Mm. and, uh, they they had Siakam there as a backup. I actually said to my roommate, I didn't think he was even going to – I didn't think that the Raptors would manage to get a clean shot at the rim. That's what I expected. But I also said I thought that Curry was going to hit a dagger three to win. But Ben – Oh my God, I can't believe we've waited this long to talk about how Fred Van Vliet's defense caused Steph Curry's worst shooting performance of his entire career. 14 straight missed shots. What was he tonight? One for 10 from three, two for 16 from the field. This guy, he did it in the championship. He did it today. Fred Van Vliet is an underrated on-ball defender, off-ball defender, whatever you want. When he's actually in a matchup where he's not guarding a seven-foot-tall guy, it seems (laughs) a relatively similar height guard. This guy is crazy. Yeah. No, the way Fred Van Vliet can really lock up these types of players like Curry, the Damian Lillards, and all that. The Raptors, remember last season where we had those stretches where we were just completely clamping up the best players in the NBA, whether we were winning or losing. James Harden was on a 50-point, 40-point-per-game scoring streak and then had about six or seven points against us. Curry, as you mentioned, the finals got completely clamped. Fred Van Vliet is a massive reason to do with that. And it's not just because of his quickness, his IQ. He's obviously, we talk about almost every podcast, he gets a lot of steals for the backcourt position, almost in the same vein Chris Paul did in his prime. But 
His size. The people cannot bully Fred Van Vliet, and they try to sort of shove him out of the way and stuff. And we saw it on offense tonight. He completely shoved Wiggins out of the way. But Curry, you know, he tries to do those moves. He gets you off balance a little bit. But Fred Van Vliet just maintains his center of gravity and cannot get finessed by these types of players, Riker. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I'm gonna. I was looking at. I was stat watching while. Uh you were talking there on your monologue. So I'm just going to get you to continue here because I have a stat to pull up or we can swing it to the segments because I'm, I'm giddy to talk about some numbers here, Ben. Giddy to talk about some numbers. We're a little bit early, but let's, let's, let's do it tonight. He deserves the name again. No more mild P lay of the day. We're going the spicy P lay of the day, <laughs> all named, all honored. And there's a lot of plays that it could go to. Chris Boucher had a lot of blocks tonight. Spicy P had a night, had a really nice Euro at the beginning of this game, but the one for me, Riker, has got to go to those Lowry threes that were completely contested, completely necessary for us to get back in the game. But do you have one in mind? Yeah, there was actually a possession where I think it was Eric Pas- Pascal had a had like kind of a an open dunk, and then the very same play the Raptors ran the next possession where OG Ananobi got it with a nasty two hand cram. So it was like the same possession for both. But uh, this isn't what I was building up towards ben let's keep it going keep it going all right we're going not all plays can be the spicy play of the day and some just make you say oh geez Riker." and tonight the OG's play of the day is this what you want to throw out to people no i'm still waiting <laughs> one more but uh <laughs> but my OGs, it's fallon who is it damian lee you, you know like mm-hmm. yeah you're worried about steph curry i can see that you're touching him you've been grabbing him all game but what do you do when putting a hand on on Damian Lee's hip? I guess you're not expecting him to huck up two yeah. steps back on the three to win that game. But at the same time, it's like, come on, you had a chance to win this one. You had a you had a sniff at it and kind of just threw it away there at the end. Yeah, it's tough that Lowry had his hand there, but honestly, I'm giving a bigger OGs to Damian Lee himself. I guess you gotta sell <laughs> that final shot, but that that guy was ninja kicking, karate kidding his legs as soon as that shot went up and I thought they were calling flops, calling fines, or calling offensive fouls for unnatural body motions. Obviously, in our Manscaped segment, we have Draymond Green's unnatural leg motions going up into someone's, <laughs> you know, in their jewels. So, this guy could have kicked someone in the head, Riker. I, I think you can sell it. I'm all about selling plays. Obviously, we have Kyle Lowry in our team, so we can't bag on people for selling plays. But that was a that was a lot right there from Damian Lee. That's, Yeah. That's fair. But you know what? If whether there was a pinky, whether there was a hair, uh, just one single hair on Damian Lee's side, you can't overturn that. So I understood that that challenge was going to be unsuccessful. That's the unfortunate thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I don't think Kyle Lowry expected him to go up and shoot that, especially with four seconds left, especially with Steph Curry on your team. So it is what it is. I, I still think it was an exciting end. But Ben... This is what I've been anticipating all. I've been trying to formulate how I was going to say it. We have the one, the only, the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award for worst performance. We don't have anything to give out for best performance. So I'm going to bring everybody into a parallel universe. The Damari Carroll Gold Star for best performance. I'm talking a lot of guys here. Chris Boucher, six blocks on the game. He was looking like a stud out there. I'm talking Stanley Johnson, a career Damari Carroll Gold star winner for just bad bad stupid low iq plays he had two good steals this game and his defense looked pretty good he had two steals he almost had three and i'm talking fred van vliet's defense holding maybe the best three-point shooter ever in the history of the nba to one for ten like there are some some accolades that need to be given out tonight ben 
Yeah, no, certainly. And uh, this parallel universe record, it's it's wild, you know. Demarco Gold Star Awards. The first, it's like a it's like a first five games of his Raptor career. Demarco Gold Star when we all thought he would be the LeBron stopper and stuff. Then he got injured and hurt and just was never the same. But I had one sort of minor negative Gold Star Award because we did talk about all those positives that we had going on. But a guy that you and I have been ranting and he played phenomenal against the Sacramento Kings. But Malachi Flynn definitely didn't look too hot tonight. Obviously going up against his comparison, Steph Curry, that all Raptors fans have been comparing him to. But zero points for him and just looked a little bit off, a little bit or a lot of bit like a rookie because he he looked a bit shook, looked like someone that was going up against his idol. It wasn't decisive about any of his moves, any of his passes, and tonight it really showed that rust, that rookiness. Yeah, also I just want to say best plus minus plus 10, Stanley Johnson. Isn't that wild? But if we... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he should be the sixth man. No, don't take any advice from that if you watch this, Nick Nurse. But if we're being real, if we're giving out some actual ones, you can give Norm one. He should have played better tonight. Um, You can give Malachi Flynn. You can give... Terrence Davis, who didn't shoot very well tonight. OG Ananobi, he's just been not, he's been a fraction of himself all season long, Ben, especially from distance. There was, yeah. you know, obviously there's negatives because the Raptors lost. I just, there were some good things, Ben, and that's what I'm clinging to. Yeah, we're clinging to the goodness in this one. It's a little bit of a shorter pod right now, but you just reflect on this team. We're in a sort of transition space where we're not bad anymore, but a record's still bad, and if we end up going back to bad, then we got to tank at some point. It's a shortened season, but the good thing about this year is there is that play in tournament, so even if it does get messy, there's always room to come back. We're in an Eastern Conference. Some of those teams that are really hot to start have cooled off, and obviously teams like us that really struggled are bouncing back, and I think things will start to even themselves out, especially, well, we'll see what happens with all the... the illnesses all the injuries that have been going on because it seems like half the league has been out recently so it's it's pretty wild stuff but you guys are the best for making this far check out the twitter the instagram all the cool stuff check out the website we got some fun articles going up over there check out the tiktok had a wild matt devlin post on there today i'm plugging that i found that pretty memes if you're a fan of playboy cardi but uh lots of fun stuff happened to the raptors digest do you have any last words Riker? Yeah, Ben, we're definitely living in a parallel universe when we have the Julius Randle-led Knicks in the playoffs, the Darius Garland-led Cavaliers in the playoffs. The sex land. The, the sex land. <laughs> the sex land. Colin Sex, Darius Garland. Funniest <laughs> nickname duo in the league. When we have the literal team that gutted, they traded all of their players, the Thunder, and they have about a million picks. They have every team's picks. They only have Shagel, just Alexander. They are still in the playoffs in the West. Lou Dort. The Raptors. Don't be disrespecting my guy Lou Dort like that. That guy is a goat. Yeah, Montreal. Mo- Montreal. And then, Ben, you have the the measly little Toronto Raptors sitting at the tied for the worst record in the NBA. So this is a parallel universe kind of year, but hopefully the equilibrium does balance at some point. Yeah, no, most definitely. And we're holding out hope. Any predictions? I said eight games in. I That's when we can really decide something. I don't really know if that's the case, but I'm thinking we're going to be hard fine. to say. Eighth seed. Second seed. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>